Tonight's continuing fantasy adventure of Sindel and the Ewoks contains some scenes of suspense and jeopardy which may be too intense for very young viewers. Parents are encouraged to watch with their children. Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the podcast where we reevaluate bad films through a leftist perspective. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And we have another Ewok movie for all you special fans. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for being a patron. Um, it's really awesome of you to give your money to us uh, while we uh, like just totter through uh, <laughs> talking <laughs> about movies. We do it so you don't have to, folks. But, but we also do it so when we find good shit, um, we can truly recommend it. Yeah. Um, such as, as is the case here. As is the case here with the Ewok Adventures number two, uh, Battle for Endor, made uh, yeah. just the next year in uh, 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, 84. 84. No, 85, you're right, because 80, 83 was Return of the Jedi. 84, 84 was Caravan. Caravan of Courage. 85 yeah. is Battle for Endor. Um, yeah. yeah, this movie is, um, I, I had seen uh, Caravan of Courage as a child, but I hadn't never seen uh this one and my only memory of battle of caravan of courage uh that persisted to today was the fail son mace um so this movie immediately gained my love when it kills mace in the first five (laughs) minutes yeah so this film takes place um Canonically, six months after mm. um, Caravan of Courage, the uh, Tawani family is uh, getting their spaceship up and running so they can leave uh, Endor. Um, but uh, out of nowhere, there is a attack on the Ewok village by the Marauders, these uh, space pirate, uh, like space orcs, yeah, basically. They're, they're literally just orcs. <laughs> it's it's kind of shameless, but I don't, that I don't mind. Yeah, no, I mean the the costumes are great. Um, it's they they just they're a barrel of laughs later on in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's a good term for them. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the Tawani family is killed, uh, except Sindel. Sindel lives. Yeah, um, it's crazy. The mother dies off screen. Yes, we do see her lifeless body. Uh, Mace is trying to protect her. It's a production assistant in the costume. <laughs> Almost likely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Mace, we don't, he actually dies off screen as well. He takes the his mother's lifeless body into a hut and then, like, they, the marauders, like, shoot a bomb into the hut. See, what's crazy to me, because, of course, because we're insufferable pedants, we, we read the plot summaries to these movies before we watch them, to every movie before we watch them. <laughs> Um, but I, I had thought that Mace, I thought the whole family was going to be killed off screen because like they couldn't get the actors back or something, but they get that kid back and they give him a few lines and they give him an action scene where he shoots some of the marauders, but they kill him. Yeah. So they do get the same actor for Mace, for Sindel. Now, again, I don't think the mother, it doesn't matter because she's just a lifeless body, Right. but we do get to see the father and Dif- he's actually played by the principal from the breakfast club yes <laughs> D- who's a different actor than the original different actor than the original actually does a better um job at line reading yeah because he's somewhat of a famous presence in, in in the breakfast club he was a very big 80s 80s uh icon i guess yeah exactly but um yeah it's uh it's <laughs> It's just hilarious. It's wild. It's just wild. Yeah, I don't think they kill any Ewoks. Like, we don't see any Ewoks die in. No, especially not, like, the main Ewoks from the previous film. Right. Um, Wicket's father is captured, along with, uh, ostensibly, Wicket's brothers, mm-hmm. um, and Wicket, and Sindel. 
Um, they're all captured by these marauders. Um, there's like the main marauder. Um, is name. it King or something? Yeah. What is his name? King Tove- T- Tevek? Tevek? Torak? Torak the dinosaur hunter? It doesn't matter. He, yeah, he, doesn't he's, matter. he's an orc. He's an orc chieftain. The, yeah. the, like, he has or- a sword. It's yeah, cool. exactly. Orc chieftain with the sword. Um, the only one who like speaks English, basically. Barely. Yeah, barely. He's another one where it's like really hard to understand anything he's saying. Although he does do a better job than Mace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also getting a little bit of like uh, Planet of the Apes vibe from him. Like the way his hair and his beard... Yeah, I would get that's in, like, true. Dr. Cornelius vibe a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> uh, but like very, 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 Dr. Cornelius like crossed with a gremlin. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's a, a humanoid uh, witch. Right. And she canonically like in, in the expanded canon, it's explained that she's a night sister from Dathomir, meaning she's um, a, a force sensitive dark side user who isn't strong enough to be a Sith. So that's how they, that's how like they shoehorn this movie into the greater continuity. But she she's in effect she's literally just an evil sorcerer. That's all she that's like what it is. Yeah, she she gave me like big like Susie and the Banshee vibes actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit like Elvi- El- Elvira, yeah. Mistress yep. of the Night or whatever. Definitely. Um she has like this like uh very busty like breastplate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really, and she, she has she has like the Susie hair. Yeah, yeah, um, the Susie kind of Elvira hair. Yeah, and and that really comes <clears throat> comes out when she tra- she she shapeshifts into a raven often. Right. Yeah. Um. Just it's a wild character, really. It's a wild movie. It's, it's a it's a wild movie. The, the the first one, the first the Caravan of Courage is like more coherent and has more of like a standard fantasy adventure, but the, the, there's like more going on in this one. Um. Doesn't necessarily like kind of gel in this in the same way, but like it's just like crazy. Yeah, they do travel around more. Like, I mean, um, for a previous film called Caravan, yeah, they do go from place to place, and there's all these different biomes. But I, I feel like we even see more of that in this film, um, and there there is more action adventure. Um, there's more um, claymation and like. Like practical effects, falls and battles. There's a battle at the end. Yeah, there's a big battle. The titular at the end. battle. Yes, the titular battle for Endor. You all thought that was in uh, Return of the Jedi. Actually, uh-huh. no, that was that was the battle of Endor. Oh, Not battle for it because they weren't fighting for Endor. It just right. happened at Endor. Oh well, yeah. Well, that is that's piddles compared to <laughs> this Very fight. Much to have, my young Padawan. You have. <laughs> But this is basically, yeah. That that we'll talk about it later. But it's basically like where they where the Ewoks become battle hardened soldiers, guerrilla fighters. We have, we have a pretty galaxy brain political uh, political allegory for this too, uh, which we can get to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sindel and Wicket and all of the Ewoks get captured, and they they fucking murder the Twanies, and um, they're they're being carted around. It's it's kind of cool. It's like this this covered wagon, but the 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 spars for the covered. Uh, the coverings are like the ribs of a giant animal, so it's like it's like very, very schlocky D and D stuff. Again, the, these these marauder creatures are literally just orcs, uh, with with blasters. Um, but Tawani in Wicket, who's the smallest Ewoker, Tawani Sindel in the in Wicket, who's the smallest Ewoker, able to escape because they the Ewoks like pull up floorboards from the from the wagon and they they run away. Uh, two of the two of the marauders chase Wicket in Sindel. And they chase him to like a cave. 
and they die because they just fall off the side. <laughs> yeah, we should say also that the um the the covered wagons they are they're pulled by like these like piranha claymation monsters. Yeah. Um, they have, they look like. The body looks like a piranha body, like a piranha face and piranha mouth. Mm-hmm. But then it has like little T-Rex arms and in the back it kind of has like elephant legs. Yeah. So like I kind of thought of the Dubaks from um, episode four, the lizards that the stormtroopers ride. Yeah. It's mean. almost as if it's like a Dubak baby. Like it, it's mm. it's really strange looking or Like creature. a Dubak like related species or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then once um, – we wicked and uh Sindel escape they um they find another cool creature yeah in, uh, in, the, in cave. the cave um wicked is trying to create a, a hang glider yes. um, just like his father had yes. in the previous film and he's basically successful until he finds like this one perfect bone he needs because he's making it out of these bones, bones he finds and in hide cave. Yeah. yeah and um he's like pulling on this bone he's pulling on it and then he gives it one last tug. It's free. He falls over, but then um, it was actually under this giant like dragon monster. And it actually is a dragon because it, it is a hexapodal creature. It has six limbs. It, it is not one of those damned wyverns with uh, <laughs> two front limbs, which are wings and legs, and then two back legs, uh, like the goddamn Smaug in those fucking Hobbit movies. Uh, it, it is a true dragon. So props to props to Battle for Endor for that. Yeah, and then this kicks off um, maybe one of the craziest action set pieces yes. in this film. The, the the most improbable and the most cartoony for sure. Yeah, definitely the most like for children, um, and the most terrifying too for children, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. So um, the dragon takes Sindel and uh, flies out of the cave, and then Wicket with his completed hang glider, <laughs> he also flies out of the cave chasing the dragon, and. Uh, chasing the dragon, he uh, he does heroin, yeah. and then <laughs> Star Wars fans are eternally chasing the dragon. The, ma- the magic of the first time they saw it, they can never get it. You can never get it back, folks. Once innocence, once lost, can never be regained. Yep, um, but they attempt it here with this film. <laughs> they sure team. as hell try. Um, yeah, so like he's he's chasing uh-huh. after the dragon, and he gets uh, atop the dragon actually in his hang glider, and he drops a rock. And I thought to myself, I was like, "Isn't that just gonna like make the dragon drop Sindel?" And that's ex- or Sindel drop the no, dragon drops the dragon drops Sindel. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what it happens. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sindel is in a uh, a downward spiral to her death, um, and then. Um, because Wicked is an uh, expert hang glider, he's able to pick her up. But actually what happens is he gets under her and her feet just like come through the hide. Yes. <laughs> and then he put, he does pull her down. He her. does pull her down. And, and then the dragon just goes away. Uh, and they, they kind of make a soft crash land in. Yeah, yeah. They do soft crash land in we the for, forest. We forgot the craziest part of this movie so far. What's the craziest part of this movie? Oh, so come on, Sindel. Oh, Wicket talks. Oh my God, that's right. Yes, Wicket. Wicket speaks accented English, like like straight up. He 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 says like full sentences. Yeah, it's it's like, kind of like pigeon English. It's it's rather unfortunate. It's my least favorite part of this film. Uh, my favorite part is Mace dies. My least favorite part <laughs> is that Wicket speaks English. Um, yeah, they they just eschew the whole voiceover. They they didn't want to pay Burl Ives, right. you know, uh, thousands of dollars. So they said, we'll just have Wicket speak English. No other uh, Ewok speaks English. They still they get a few words here and there, mm-hmm. um, but they don't they don't speak 
basically full sentences the way Wicket does. And I mean, in the Ewok cartoon that comes out after this, Wicket, all, all the Ewoks speak English. But, like, that makes sense because they're talking to each other. Um, and Wicket does learn a few English words in the first one. So, like, like in Caravan of Courage, like, Sindel teaches him, like, oh, Starship, crash, Starship, cra- or star, star Cruiser, Star Cruiser. And he says that over and over and over in a scene. But, like, so, so they're... I guess you could say, like, oh, he learned, he started learning English in the first one, and then he kept learning English all the way up to the second one. But, like, very strange. It, just just because you can justify it doesn't doesn't justify it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so then they um, are in this, this woods all by themselves, and they meet one of um, the strangest and, again, uh, yes. one of the more cartoony aspects of this. Uh, they li- They meet, like, a living, like... Looney Tunes, Merry mm-hmm. Melodies character. Um, Teak. His, Teak is his name. He's like this little white, furry, gopher, gerbil, gopher, yeah. bunny, teddy bear creature who has like super speed and he just like speaks in little chirps and chitters. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons they gave dialogue to Wicket to like further differentiate him from Teak, who doesn't yeah, speak English. That's possible. He doesn't even like learn any words. No, no, he just like gibbers and like it's like chipmunk sounds. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at first, like he's throwing rocks at them and he's just like running around from tree to tree, just like <laughs> hitting Wicked in the head. And then, like, Wicked grabs a stick and he's about to like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yes. Wicked, Wicked's hardcore in this movie. Yeah. And Sindel is like, no, no, he's our friend. He's nice. And, and he does actually help them out. He, he he shows them this like random hut in the wilderness. And the hut's pretty cool. It really it really gave me vibes of like Fern Gully or um, not. It's not Rankin Basque, but the the Hobbit cartoon, like that that kind of like um, very whimsical fantasy art. That's what the hut reminded me of. And and inside the hut, there's like a high tech stove, which is. I don't know. It, it was a cool blending of like, oh, Star Wars. Maybe this was like a crashed engine that became uh, the oven and the the chimney for this hut, which otherwise looks natural. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that throughout um, his uh, this hut, and uh, but there's like weird like earth artifacts as well. There's like a scale at one point. Like, yeah, uh, like the classic like scale that like Lady Justice holds. <laughs> yeah, and there's like um like a a, a mesh white. Like a, a mesh light bulb, light bulb holder. Oh yeah. Like that goes like <laughs> like like a metal grate for a light bulb that goes in like the like a submarine or something. I don't know. It stood out to me. And then <laughs> and then they meet the the they, they're like, oh, this hut is where we can live. It's very like childish. Like oh, our our speedy friend brought us here, and like we can live here, and we can like make food and clean up, and we can live here. Um, but then the the owner of the hut comes back. Yeah, and this is actually the actor who had top billing for this film. Yes. It is uh, Wilford motherfucking Brimley. Hell yes. <laughs> he, he plays the old man in the mountain. He plays he plays Grizzly Adams. Yeah. So um, most of you would probably know him from the diabetes commercials. And uh, me. What's that? And the meme. Yes, <laughs> and the meme, of course. Um, and then... The uh, Thing. He's the in The Thing. thing. He is... Uh, the one of the is he the main doctor in the he, thing? he's one of the main characters he yeah i mean spoilers for the thing a movie everyone listening to this should have seen um but yeah he he plays the arguably the first one who's infected but like he's the one that's building the spaceship in the in the hut and he's like the last thing that needs to be killed right right yeah so um 
that is why he got uh, top billing. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's actually been in other movies and things yes. um, before anybody else uh, in this film. And he arguably has the most lines and the most screen time and screen presence, honestly. More so than Mace in the first one. More so than Mace in the first one, definitely. Um, he has probably like the best character arc in this in this uh film as well mm-hmm. just all around a really i was i was surprised how like well-rounded this character was yeah uh, so was that his name's noah yeah his name is noah um he had previously crash landed on endor as well um just like the tawani family and he's lived there ever since he said he was uh, a young man when he crashed there with his friend uh Sal Salik Salak yeah Slavoj Zizek Sofio Slavoj Zizek um and uh yeah so he's kind of the fail son of this episode um he gets you know kind of a redemptive narrative yeah he, he's a possible vision for a for a fail son uh redemption arc yeah exactly and the only thing about him that I didn't like is that he wore glasses <laughs> oh yeah which is very off putting <laughs> like glasses in Star Wars is very at least give him like high tech Classes, kind of like they do for Data in um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Not necessarily those, but like something that looks high techy for for like a Star Wars vision of what glasses would look like. Yeah, for sure. His clothes are just weird in general. Like mm, he has yeah. this like deer stalker slash trucker hat that he wears. Yeah, we first thought we first thought it was like a, a cap, like a trucker cap. Yeah, which would have been super super disorienting. Yeah, it has like that really you know, high and wide top, but then it has, like, the flaps that a deer stalker hat has. It's, yeah, it's great. You just have to see it, folks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he, he at first, is gruff. He's like, oh, what are you doing here, you little, you little thieves, little scavengers? Get out. Get out. I'm not going to give you any food. And then he, of course, he inevitably warms up to them, and he, he treats them with kindness. He, he tucks, them in at be- tucks them in his bed at night. He gives them food. He... It, it's very, what was that movie that George Lucas saw that he bases off of? Heidi, yeah. So he was uh, apparently George Lucas was like watching the movie Heidi with Shirley Temple with his kids. So this like, confirms your Shirley Temple theory. <laughs> yeah, it has, yeah, it has basically confirmed my Shirley Temple theory that um, he just yeah that was his inspiration, but specifically for this one because you know Heidi um, I think lives with Chrisley her Adams, grandfather, grandfather in yeah. a mountain in Germany. I don't really know that fucking story, but. Um, it is a you know a, a shaggy headed moppet child who yeah. uh, lives with a with a hermit, and I think that character is orphaned as well, just like Sindel is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, after that we get some we get a few scenes of them like living together in, in domestic bliss. Uh, they they play music and they dance around. It's, it was really cute. Um, yeah, they have like uh, a pan flute, but it's not just like Yoda's, you know, little pan flute. Um, Teak plays like this, like kind of space pan flute that has like the the usual like pipes facing down, then like these pipes facing sideways, and it's like all metal and, and Wicket's shiny. Like, Wicket's banging on the stove with a ladle to play yeah. drums, <laughs> and then Sindel's like jumping around. It, it, it's charming, honestly. Like it, it's like a song, and, and then Sindel sings a song for him later. It's like. I don't know. It it it's very very simple stuff, very like basic stuff for for little kids, but it it wasn't ineffective. <laughs> yeah, I and you know I'm not a psychologist uh, or like I I haven't studied you know like I'll, therapy or anything like I'll that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like this movie can be shown to children who have like dealt with a loss in their life. Yeah, because a lot of the dynamic between Noah and Sindel is like. Noah helping her grieve without telling her like just stop you know like right he, he's it's it, it, it is very healthy he's like yeah like like tell me about them like do, he, he doesn't like 
tell her not to be sad. He's like, you can be sad, but you can also be happy, too. Yeah, he tells her to, like, remember the good times, uh, you know, spending time with her brother, her father, her mother. He asks to, like, he asks Sindel to share memories of them with him. And that's the song that Nick had just mentioned. He's like, oh, tell me something about your mother. He's like, oh, she used to sing me this song. It's called, like, My Star. And that was a little ditty that was created for this movie. Um, and then she, yeah, he's like, well, you don't have to forget about them. They'll always live like in, in your heart. You know, you always have these memories of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know it was, it, that scene is really just touching and well done. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unexpected. Uh, yeah, but it's like, unexpected. it's, it's, um, it's, it's just good. Yeah. It's just good folks. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, in intercut with this, we find out that the, the King Orc, King Orc Shaman guy and, and his his sorceress Lackey had brought the Ewoks back to a motherfucking castle. This is like <laughs> yes. the first castle. Yeah, like yeah, v- Vader's castle on Mustafar is all cool. We see it in Rogue One. It's blah blah blah. It's really badass. But this is the first motherfucking castle in Star Wars. Um, and it, it, it's not like inspired by like a monastery castle, kind of like Jabba's palace. Like it, it is a straight up like stone castle, and the set was probably from something else, but or or maybe they repurposed the set somehow. But um, yeah, the orcs live in a castle, and they they capture the teddy bears inside, and they got to save them. So. Yeah, it's great. Uh, again, as I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, big labyrinth vibes. Uh, really, like with his his throne and like all the orcs around him, it did feel like Jareth yeah. and the goblins. Um, and yeah, again, like the the orcs are just doing like crazy shit throughout the scene. Like, there's <laughs> I don't even understand what it is, but like it looks like they have like a like a hot pot, like you would eat like food on and then they're just like they just like pour like water onto it and it like just sparks and fizzes and like one of them falls off their chair and and everyone's like laugh at him it's like it it has some gremlins vibes to it as well one of them's banging like two like mugs together so mugs on the table just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's good shit um and so the the king orc commands the sorceress to go capture sindel which she she successfully does so by she like transforms herself into like, oh, she looks like a good witch, and she's blonde, and she she looks like Galadriel. She's wearing like a long white dress, and she has a white horse. But then when and she starts singing a song, which draws Sindel, who's walking in the woods, to her. When Sindel gets too close, uh, the sorceress changes back into her evil Elvira vampy self, and the the horse turns into a black horse, and so she captures Sindel that way. Yeah, and then this precipitates. Um... Wilford Brimley, Noah, Wicket, yes. and Teak to, um, you know, kind of uh, prepare for war, to prepare yeah, the, to storm the, the castle. Scene, yeah. Um, yeah, Wilford Brimley, like, changes his clothes into, like, what looks like a tarp, basically. Yeah, yeah. With, like, these, like, clips, these very, like, plastic human, like, earth clips. Uh, it, it's That was baffling to me. Um, and he has like this giant staff that has like a like a cat head on top of it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Radagast the Brown staff. Yeah, he's got a blaster and he's wearing his tarp and he runs off with these two furry animals. Yeah, so they get to the castle and um, he actually only uses the blaster as a grappling hook. Like, we find yeah. out that that's what the blaster is. It's a grappling hook. It's it's kind of cool the way they do it. Like he shoots grappling hook up, and then T climbs up the grappling hook at super speed, and then um, Wicket climbs up. And then another orc comes along, but they hide. And then the orc peeks over the battlement, and he sees Wilford Brimley down there. And the orc is about to shoot him, but then Teak and Wicket hook the grappling hook onto the back of the orc's belt, 
push him off the edge, and because the rope had looped around the crenellation, the falling orc pulls Wilford Brimley up <laughs> like, an, <laughs> like an elevator, and he gets up, and that's how they infiltrate the castle. It, it's, like, really imaginative and, like, cartoony action set piece. Yeah, no, a lot of this film has a lot of, like, classic, you know, Hollywood, like, silent film, like, slapstick kind yeah. of elements to it, and I really appreciated that. So, yeah, then um, the rest of this scene is um, the uh, Wilford Brimley, uh, Noah, Noah uh, Teak, and uh, and Wicked, like, sneaking in to um, free the Ewoks who are, are, are imprisoned. And um, they actually do the, like, three kids in a trench coat uh, yes. gag. Yes, <laughs> that's, th- that's how they sneak through the orc dining hall. Yeah, they just they just and it works and it works. Um, and then there's a funny moment how Teak gets the keys. Um, mm, he tries to yeah, get the yeah. keys off this orc, but then like the orc like sits on his hand. Um, so he he's able to get the keys, but he can't get off. So what he's able to do is he gets the, the these two orcs are playing cards or some kind of card game. So he like sneaks one of the cards into the orc's sleeve. Yeah. So when he like starts pounding and saying, "Oh, I won," the other orc notices like this card fall out, and they just the two orcs just shoot each other. And dead. they shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ama- it, it was it's legitimately funny and like good and and like a neat like way to get around the guards too. Yeah, exactly. So then um, they let everybody out. They let all the Ewoks out and Sindel. Um, and Sindel. And Sindel, actually, Wicked is about to let the um, the evil sorceress lady out. And yeah, because Orc King and her have like a fraught relationship. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to throw you in prison. Yeah, he throws her in prison. And he, <laughs> Wicked's about to let her go. But then Sindel grabs the keys from her and says, no, she's evil. And like throws the keys down a grate yep. so they can even let her out. Yep, that's pretty good. <laughs> Um, and the craziest part of this scene too is like the the Ewoks just like take up arms. They just take guns from yeah, the dead orcs. Yeah, they just grab orcs. guns from the dead orcs. <laughs> and like Wicked, like is this is like his first kill of like a sentient creature. He just like yeah. mercs an orc. He just actually, he, well, he he's the person who throws the orc um, over the 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 parapet. So. Yeah, him and Teak push the orc yeah, over the parapet, and he falls into the lake and he dissolves. Yeah. That's the, his the first death. Yeah. Uh, that's his first kill. First of many. Yeah, first of many. In this scene, he's just, like, shooting people left and right. Him and his dad, I think, are yeah. just, like, shooting people left and right. Um, Wilford, and then Noah and Sindel and the other Ewoks escape. They, he explodes. He has a grenade with him. He blows up a, a hole in the wall, and then they have another grappling hook, and they, they slide down. Yeah, so then the orcs, like, chase them um, through this, the plains and chase them back to, like, the Ewok village. Well, not the Ewok village. They, oh, go, they go right. to they, they go, go to, to Noah's crashed starship. Yeah, Noah's crashed starship. Be- but he's like he has he's fitted with like traps all around it, basically. And I guess we forgot the whole inciting incident in this fucking movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the reason the orcs attacked and stole attacked and killed the Tawanis is because they wanted the power source from their crashed spaceship. Uh, they probably thought it was like the orc king's like it's magic, it's magic, it's power. Blah blah blah. He's like a savage, barbarian stereotype. Um, but when when he captures Sindel, they the, when the witch catch, captures Sindel, she also she also captures the uh, power source. So that, so that's in in the jail with them, because uh, the the orc king wants Sindel to get it to work, but she doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So when they escape, Noah grabs the power source and brings it back with him, and then he plugs the power source into his ship, and he's like, "Hold him off while I while I get the ship booted up." Thus starts the battle the battle for Endor. Yeah, so the battle for Endor is uh, crazy. It's like 
this is where the Ewoks cut their teeth yeah. on being guerrilla fighters. Hell yeah. Um, our read of this is that, you know, because a lot of people always say, like, the Battle of Endor in Return of the Jedi yeah. is, like, you know, is, like, the Viet Cong uh, fighting the Americans, the Empire. Um, our read of this film is that it's it's the Viet Cong but they're fighting the French uh, colonists. Yes. So it's the first Indochina war, and actually. The, and that even makes sense because the Marauders were occupying their planet. Right, exactly. Yeah, hell yeah, this totally holds up. The yeah. Ewoks are great. The Ewoks are the Viet Cong. Uh, Wicket is Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> he is. <laughs> He totally is. Yeah. Um, but it's nuts. Like, they do a lot of stuff that we see later. Like, they're swinging off of uh, vines. Um, they're using catapults. Traps, they're yeah. using booby traps. Um, eventually, Wolford Brimley, like, gets his starship up and running. Um, so then, like... Fucking murders the marauders with it, his blasters. Gun. Yeah, he has a gun that he's manning. Teak is manning a gun, I think. Yep. And then I think it's Ewok. It's Wicket's two it's brothers. W- I one think. of Wicket's two brothers or two yeah. or both of them. They're like, doing it together because yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> they're manning the turrets and they're just mowing down. Yeah, they're marauders. just mowing down the marauders. And then the uh, climactic, uh, the, the climax of this scene is Wolfer Brinley versus Orc Chief Tain. Yeah, because uh, Orc, Orc Chief captures Sindel and he's like, "You give me power source, or I'll kill her." Yeah, and then they 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 start fighting with um, you know, Orc Chieftain has this gigantic curved sword. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and then, as we said, Wolfer Brimley has a stick. A stick. Um, <laughs> they have a sword fight. Yeah, they basically have this sword fight. He does actually like damage the stick a bit. He chops that like cat head off he, of it. He chops it in half a couple times. Yeah, he chops it a couple of times. Actually, he gets the best of him because I mean, like Wolfer Brimley, he's not a fighter, folks. Like, he's a lover now. He's a lover. <laughs> Um, and this is this is a, the ending to the orc chief team is like kind of convoluted. He steals at one point this like ring from the, the sorcerer transformation ring. Yeah, the transformation ring, and he like has it on like his breastplate or something. Well, he he's he lets her transform into a raven to find Sindel af- in, uh, to find them all after they escape the castle. Right, but then he takes it back from her, so she's stuck in raven form. Yes, and then he keeps it on a necklace, and then. He's about to he he cuts off Wolford Brimley's staff. He cuts it in half, and he's about to stab him. Um, and then, who takes the ring? Does Teak take it from him, or does Wicket? Um, they don't actually take it from him. What happens is it's like on the Orc Chieftain's like. Oh like, no! Yeah, that's right. It maybe falls, and one of them takes it from him. I no, I think it's w- Wicket. I think Wicket slings him with his slingshot. Yeah, and then and does he, it hit the ring? And like yes, and then it falls yeah, off. It's convoluted. It's really weird because then when the ring falls off, he like turns into a, 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 a he turns he gets petrified. He turns into, into stone. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, it's it's strange. It looks cool though. Like when he becomes like this petrified mass that's like yeah. smoldering. Um, yeah, he dies, uh, and then like they're just able to live happily ever after. Basically, the, the Ewoks get their village back, and Teak, um, Teak moves in with the Ewoks. Teak moves in with the Ewoks. Although it's it's a you know it's it's a somewhat uh, sad ending because. Uh, Wolfer Brimley, Noah, and uh, Sindel, they get on the Star Cruiser and uh, they they go on to uh, a better life somewhere else in the galaxy. And I think actually you had told me this, that um, in the expanded universe, Sindel like, becomes a journalist on Coruscant. Yeah, there's... Um... StarWars.com was doing this thing where like they would release like Holonet news news briefs and they would all they would all, all the news briefs would be like written by tertiary expanded universe characters and some of them were the byline was Sindel Tawani. 
So yeah. like she she's established like she she has like a su- a successful life and she like has a cool career and stuff. Yeah. So um, somewhat of a bittersweet ending, but it it works out for everybody. I'm sure she visits them. She she's she's like I'll come back and visit you. Yeah. So we can hope, um, or one day you and I can uh, <laughs> can make the thirty walk thirty film. walk film <laughs> like Return to Endor or I don't know. It it could, it could happen. A, a grown a grown Sindel comes back to to see her friends again. Hell yeah. Um, so the workers of note for this one, um, we actually don't highlight sound mixers all that much, but we wanted to highlight this one because, like, you know, it's hard to do sound for a Star Wars film, um, especially probably on a low budget like this. But also this sound mixer has an amazing name. Yeah. His name is Agamemnon Adrianos. <laughs> Which, that honestly sounds like a Star Wars name. Kind of. It does. It really does. Um, some other people we wanted to highlight, um, the individuals uh, in charge of like doing the creature design yes. and and effects um john berg elaine baker laurel lichen kevin brennan escott norton eben stormquist jonathan harton bill stoneham gunnar frederickson dave johnson john reed and alan peterson um and then <laughs> this is another great one the um Ewok and Marauder language um, consultant or person who made these languages, yes. uh, Mary Mine Rutka. So, yeah, folks, that's uh, the Ewok Adventures. Um, starting with Caravan of Courage, we finished off here with Battle for Endor. Both are really fun. Honestly, they did not feel their length. I enjoy them both. Any self-respecting Star Wars fan should watch them. Hell yeah, folks. Um, go get them at a library near you. It's actually a double disc, which is strange. <laughs> yes. you got to flip it the other side to watch it. Yeah, which is economical and good. Yep, it is leftist. Cool. All right. Thanks, folks. And join us next week when, uh, this time for real, we do a regular movie. Yeah. See you next time, folks. Yep, Bye-bye. no. <laughs>